Hello listeners, this is Madison Monthly, episode one, and today I have three stories for you. The first is going to be a heartwarming kind of story. The second is going to be a scary story, because Halloween's coming up. And the third is going to be the worst first date kind of story. And this is how the process will go for each episode. It'll be stories that you sent, and then the last story will be the first date story, worst first date. Alright, so let's go ahead and dive into the first story by Derek Turner, my dad. And I'm going to be reading from his perspective. So the big night was finally here. The night to propose to my girlfriend. I had the ring in my pocket and we were on the way to Birmingham Zoo's Botanical Gardens. They were having a zoo-like safari. I was very nervous because I didn't really have a plan besides fumbling through this proposal the best I could. We were walking along with all the beautiful lights shining around us, seemingly alone, so I thought it was the perfect time since I didn't care to have an audience. She sat on a bench nearby and I got down on one knee and started bumbling, and by some Christmas miracle we were suddenly surrounded by almost angelic voices. I looked up and these two black guys were singing an unfamiliar song to me, but nonetheless a good one that made my girlfriend start bawling. I might have even shed a tear or two. These dudes killed whatever song they were singing, and it was magical that it was right on cue for my time to propose. I jumped up to thank them, but just as soon as they had appeared from nowhere, they were gone. They had disappeared as fast as they'd arrived. I never saw anything that miraculous happening in a lifetime. They might have even been angels in disguise, and I can't describe how magical those short few moments were. Long story short, she said yes, and the rest is history. Thank you, Dad, for sharing. That's a great story. And honestly, I'm just now learning the full story, so thank you for sharing. Alright, this next story is by Fernando Flores, and it's going to be the scary one. When I was 28 years old, I was teaching some college classes in December. There was a specific day in December when my mom made a special meal for my family. By the time I got home on that special day, though, it was already late and I started looking for something to eat, since my other family members had already dived into the food my mom made. The home phone started ringing and everyone in the family stilled in shock. All of us started looking at each other because phone calls at night usually aren't something good. To my surprise, the caller was my brother and he told me my grandma had suddenly fallen. He decided to take her to the hospital after she became unconscious. I looked at my mom and she knew something was not right from the look on my face. I told her about what happened to grandma and we quickly drove to the hospital. Keep in mind, though, my mom and I drove six hours on that stormy night in a 1982 Corolla with a straight shift. When we finally got to the hospital, it was around 3.30 a.m., and we went to check on my grandma and talk to my brother to make sure everything was okay. After mom and I stayed for a little bit, mom told me to go back home since I had to get back to college. I was the college I was teaching at. I told her I would go even though it was still storming. My vision was blurred because of how severe the storm had become. After I had driven for about two and a half hours, I saw a tall man with a hat walking along the side of the road. The man looked older because he was bent over in a weakened state. I decided that I could not leave the decrepit man out on the side of the road, so I pulled over next to him and rolled down the window. I asked the man if he needed help, and he asked for a ride to the next town, so I offered the stranger a ride. However, the man didn't seem normal. He had no emotion or reaction to me giving him assistance. And I wasn't really scared because he simply looked like an old, frail man. About an hour into the driving, the man told me that he lived in the same city that I noted happened to be the same one as my grandma's, and he said he knew a lot of people from that city. 
It started to get creepy when he mentioned my grandfather's name without me saying anything about my family. My grandfather had been dead for 15 years. Shortly after that freaky incident, I saw two more people on the side of the road. It was a woman and a small child hand in hand. I got even more scared when I realized that the two people were walking above the road rather than on it. The man still in my passenger seat showed no notice and he kept directing, directing me to just keep looking ahead and driving. When I passed by the lady and child, they looked directly at me. The lady had long black hair and black holes for eyes. I hastily kept driving and realized I was driving straight and fast into a curb. The old man suddenly told me to just stop. We were on an old road that eventually leads to abandoned towns by the railroad. So I pulled over and let the man out, and he told me, It has been a pleasure. I have repaid a favor to your grandfather. Now I can rest in peace. The old man walked down the dark road and vanished. Never to be seen again. Thank you, Fernando. And that is a true story, by the way. So it makes it even more scary. All right. Now for the third story about the worst first date by Brooke Turner, my mom. All right. Dating rule number one. Never date anyone that you meet at the club, especially strange men that think it's okay to come up to you on the dance floor and start grinding with you like you're in a dirty dancing movie. Here's why. I met this guy on the dance floor of The Industry, a prominent dance club during the late 90s to early 2000s, after he decided to approach me by rubbing his crotch against my booty. Instead of hitting him in the jugular like I should have, I exchanged a few words with him, only because I was in especially a good mood. I learned he was a college student at Auburn University, and I thought to myself, maybe I should give this guy a shot. So I gave him my number. He didn't take long to call and set up a night to take me to dinner and a movie. He was on time to pick me up, and he also opened my door for me. We headed to Johnny Rockets at the Summit in Birmingham. Johnny Rockets was the best place to go for milkshakes, burgers, and fries. It had a 50s-style theme that really took you back in time. Each table had its own mini jukebox. Anyway, after we were finished eating, the waitress is waiting for this guy to hand her some form of payment. He's digging around in his wallet and says to her that he left his money at home, so he has to leave and go get it. Meanwhile, I had to stay at the table and wait for him to return so they would not think we were going to dine and dash. I couldn't tell you how long I waited, but he finally came to the door and paid for our meal. Once we left the restaurant, he informed me that he had used all of his cash for the dinner, so we had to run to his apartment and get his checkbook so that we could go to the grocery store, yes, you heard that right, to cash a check so we could pay for our movie tickets. And I actually rode with this guy to this extremely dark parking lot, and we parked extremely far away for some reason. He didn't invite me into his apartment, which was probably a good thing. Looking back, this dude could have been some kind of serial killer. He left me in the car in the dark for at least 15 minutes. Finally, we headed over to his local grocery store, and we barely made it before they closed. And you won't believe this, but he actually invited me into the grocery store with him. He bought something weird and got back some cash. Finally, we head over to the movie theater, which is also at the summit. We get up to the window, and upon hearing the total for both of our tickets, this guy turns to me and says that he is so sorry, but he doesn't have enough to cover all of my ticket. At this point, I've already decided that I could care less about going to a movie with this idiot, but I went ahead and covered the rest of my ticket and bought myself something to drink and popcorn, as it has already been over an hour since we ate, and all of this ridiculousness has made me work up an appetite. Plus, movie theater popcorn is dang good when you're stressed. Honestly, I will never remember what movie it was or what it was about. I was so ready to go home, and to say that I was livid doesn't quite describe what I was feeling. I really don't know how this guy got accepted to Auburn. 
Once he finally pulled in my driveway, this goober had the audacity to try and kiss me. I was like, no, no, thank you. Thanks for the good time. Not. Believe it or not, he kept calling me several times after that night, trying to arrange a second date. I just ignored him, and he finally went away. That was definitely the worst date ever. Thank you, Mom, for sharing. That does sound pretty (laughs) horrible. And um, that's going to be the end of this episode. So if you guys have any stories you'd like to submit, and I am looking for stories based on experience. I probably, I didn't really go into detail with that in my introduction. So I'm looking for stories with experience, and um, they can be any stories. And the first date stories will go, might go into my book if you put that you're okay with that in the email you send. So send in your stories, and um, yeah, y'all have a great day, and thank you for listening in.